Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 bold move makers and closet dwellers. It's time to come out of the closet in a brand new way this week. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And you know what? I've been doing a lot of contemplating about sometimes why I feel like things aren't going right, or if I get frustrated, and then what I realize, it's all about kindness. And sometimes that kindness piece is so elusive to all of us, especially in today's world where it seems like so much of what's going on, we as humans sometimes can get at each other for no real reason other than we needed to have it our way. And I just got to thinking about this over the weekend of what would happen, especially myself, and I'm totally raising my hand on this one, if I just decide to be kinder, whether it's in my business, in my personal space, with my kids, with my friends, what would happen to all of us if we put kindness into overdrive? But the question becomes, and how do you do this? Well, I just happen to have someone who has written a really cool book. Um, it's just come out. Her name is Jill Loveland. And what I love about this book, The Prophet of Kindness, is it begins to take you into a space where you can build trust. You can go into long-lasting relationships and totally go into kindness from a place that's not adversarial. It's actually about stepping into it and totally living and loving your life on closet in a way where you can be kind. And I don't think you can live your life uncloseted or make bold moves, and Jill and I will kind of probably go through this a little bit today, if you don't have kindness as part of the equation. And that's why I felt like this is such a beautiful time in our history as humans to start really bringing this forward because the more kind we are, the better we are to each other, the better we are to the planet, and the better we are for our own selves to have positive impact in the world the way we're meant to be. And with that, I just want to welcome Jill, who's a fellow National Speaker Association speaker, to the Life Uncloseted podcast. So thanks for taking time out of your day, Jill, to join us. And I love this book. I love what you're doing with it. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm delighted to be here. So let's kind of dive right in. You've done a couple of other books. You speak all the time. Why suddenly did the kindness book just kind of come into being for you? I know there's got to be some impetus behind it. Yeah, you know, um, I think it was just really part of my path for what's next for me in terms of leading more of a kindness movement. Uh, the truth about, uh, you know, being a publicity expert and what I've learned over many years is that kind companies get more great publicity, you know, so that follows uh, follows suit too and, and actually fits with being uh, and having great publicity. Mm-hmm. And I also... Um, you know, I, an 84-year-old woman said to me one day, who's a, been a dear friend of mine for more than 20 years, she said, you know, Jill, uh, I appreciate all of your kindness as I'm getting older. I mean, I've taken her to doctor's appointments. I've ran over her house if she falls. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. there for her. I'm her friend for more than 20 years. And right. she said, wouldn't it be nice if more people were kind? In fact, wouldn't it be great if we had a new currency, the currency mm-hmm. of kindness? And you know, when someone says something to you and just pop, 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 that in that moment, 
Yeah. Something popped and that it is now time to bring kindness into the marketplace, into business, and obviously always our personal relationships. Sure. And, and just, I wanted to be that messenger. That's awesome. And, and I do, you know, as I alluded to in the introduction, I think it is so vital right now because we've, we've become a society and, and a, a human race where everything moves at the speed of sound and we've got everything in our hands these days. And sometimes we can just forget that we're moving so quickly, we don't even remember how to be kind to each other. Because yes. the, digital, the digital currency can be, the kindness can be alike or any of those things on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it may be, it might just be that little thing. And that's the extent because we've become so used to, let's just get this done and get on and move on with our lives. So as you have started to work in this realm and the book came into being, what are some of the challenges you see mostly? And I want to take this into kind of a business space because I, I feel like that we can go business and then we can bring it back to the personal space because I have a philosophy and actually Michael Port, um, <clears throat> who many people heard me talk about, he was my speaking trainer. Um, he said one thing one time that really hit me. He said, you know, whatever you, is going on in your personal life is a direct reflection of what's going on in your business life. And what's going on in your business life is a direct reflection of your personal life. And I think kindness is that same thing. So as you have gone in, I know you speak to this all the time now. What are some of the real challenges in business these days around being kind? Mm. Well, I think you hit one of them, and that is that people are hurried and rushed. Um, you know, on the whole, there's so much coming at all of us, you know, realistically, in terms of things to answer and places to be, meaning everything from social media to your text to your to your emails and answering all of those and responding, not to mention delivering services for, you know, for whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, marketing. I just think what's happening is, is that there's a lot to balance. Mm -hmm. And so in that, you're, you're right, Rick. I mean, kindness kind of gets lost, left. Or, you know, I think most people are very busy and, and need to stay focused and on track. Um, so I, so that's one piece. And, and sometimes the, sometimes, you know, what seems like simple, uh, kind, simple niceties have gone astray. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's really important and, and part of what's happened. Um, I think that the expectation for delivery of speedy response has created a tremendous, also I'll call it stress on people that has, you know, created sometimes unkindness or um, abruptness. And I mean, I know I'm going fast sometimes and it may seem abrupt to people. And I certainly never mean that. Uh, I'm just staying focused, but some people might interpret it as abrupt. You know what I'm yeah. saying, right? And I think uh, people go at different speeds. So that's a piece of it. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, customers expect a lot more. Um, if somebody gets upset, they, you know, they run to, to social media, you know, telling everybody everything, mm -hmm. which I think is, is a, a weird thing to do, but happens, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think there's just a lot more pressure and pressure creates, you know, not necessarily kind environments and, and mm -hmm. actually requests us even more to be kind. Yeah. even more to be kind. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up the social media stuff because I'm actually a Yelp ambassador. So I, <clears throat> I do a lot of Yelping and um, ambassador here locally in my town is slow, but in general, I'm an ambassador. So anywhere I go, I Yelp a lot. And there are those times that I catch myself immediately going to the Yelp instead of slowing down going, wait, let me contact the company first before mm -hmm. I go put this out there. 
And then if I don't get something, then I do know that sometimes you got to do the social media stuff to get the attention. Not my favorite way to do anything, but even today, my husband and I had bought some tickets for a show and then we realized that, oh wait, we bought tickets and we bought them thinking that it was general admission. And the only reason we thought it was general admission was because when we went on Eventbrite, it didn't show us any seating thing. And it wasn't until a friend of ours went to buy tickets. He said, hey, where are you guys sit sitting? I'd like to sit close to you. And I said, it's not a signed seat. And he goes, yes, it is. So we're having this you know, dialogue with, uh, over text. And I'm getting annoyed and irritated. And getting to the point where I'm like, I, okay, I don't have time to talk about this anymore. Well, guess what we discovered? Eventbrite didn't show the seating plan on their page if you're looking at it from your mobile device. However, ah. if you're on the computer in your desktop, you see a seating plan. So there was an issue there, right? So we of reached out to Eventbrite and said, hey, here's what happened. My husband and I are sitting in different spaces and everything. And the response we got back was, wow, we didn't realize this was happening. We're doing everything we can to rectify it. And by the way, we have moved you guys into brand new seats a little closer up together. And I thought, this is what happens when you take a moment and you breathe. <laughs> That's right. And you and, let and, something and, come to fruition the way it should. Yes. And they handled it. And that's really mm -hmm. the point. And what's interesting in, in profit of kindness and, you know, everybody's always concerned about ROI as, mm -hmm. as you should be. Right. And, and the truth about um, what I, what I came up with was what I call ROK return on kindness principles. And part of what you just uh, told us the story of, generosity is one of the return on kindness principles. Mm -hmm. I have seven of them that I outline in profit of kindness. Um, you know, flexibility is another one. Eventbrite demonstrated some of those and you demonstrated one of my other ones, which is patience. Mm -hmm. and, and by being somewhat patient and, you know, explaining the situation as opposed to just freaking out or yelping or sure. doing something else, you got a great solution and mm -hmm. everybody, and I'm, and they found out there was a problem, which of course they didn't know either. Right. Um, so, so Jill, why don't you run us through good. all seven of them? Do you, you, oh my gosh. So let's, <laughs> I know you brought up flexibility, patience. What were, what are the others real quick? Um, generosity yeah. and compassion and hang on. I got to go look at my notes. Okay. This is okay. always so funny. Gratitude, uh -huh. forgiveness, and positivity. Mm. So those are all really, really powerful. We give, you know, great uh, ways to do each one. I, I mean, I remember Rick, you'll laugh at this, but I was actually, when I was working on the chapter on patients, I had to call the utility company and, you know, you know what that's like, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> 45 minutes later on a call that, you know, still didn't have really resolution. It's always interesting. And in today's wild, wonderful world, what I find is, funny enough, in those kinds of situations, you often need to practice patience the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also think one of the things, and this is, I think this is what the universe is starting to teach me because I'm in a, I'm in a place where I wouldn't say I'm impatient, but my patience quota is pretty low. A lot of the times I'm not like, a, let's get this done. But when I see something that is pretty obvious that I know, okay, this isn't right. That's when I lose my patience. Hmm. And so I'm getting shown a lot of that. I've been getting shown a lot of that in the last few months. And I, I actually finally said to myself, Rick, this is being handed to you because this is one of the things you need to learn is patience. And what I've found so fascinating is when I step into a scenario, when I start feeling it happening 
And I immediately say, what am I needing to learn here? Patience is one of the first things that comes up for me. And as soon as I say patience in my head, it begins to quell whatever is going on. Because Mm. I know this is the space that I'm learning. And so I immediately make it my focus. If it's about being generous, you know, I love these things because each one of these things are different places in my life right now that are showing up. Gratitude for sure. I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend and, and all he was doing was like, uh, you know, I've lost my job. Da, 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 da. I said, okay, but what do you have to be grateful for? And it was like, suddenly he just stopped because he's been so wound up in all this other stuff. He didn't even think I said, I'm not trying to push you to like, you got to be grateful for something, man. But if you took a breath and said, here's one thing I'm grateful for. And of course we were out wine tasting. He goes, well, I'm grateful that you brought me wine tasting today because I needed an outlet. I said, great. So now how do you feel? And mm. it was amazing. His whole demeanor changed for the rest of the afternoon. And he's a great guy. I'm not picking on him, but he's a great guy. But I knew he just needed that break to like, almost like the slap in the face to say, wait, yes, you have some trials going on, man. We all do. But he needed that thing to break him out of it. And uh, it was amazing to watch him go through it. So, uh, Yeah. And, you know, right now we can probably find a a better job. And, you know, listen, it's easy to say we all have those moments. And I think what you did and to remind him, we need each other to remind. We need our Mm -hmm. teams to remind us. We need our customers sometimes to remind us. And we need to remind our customers and all that fun stuff. Right. So Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, like everything, you've got to kind of uh, zoom in for what's needed in that moment. One of the things I'm big on, hopefully uh, your listeners can really get into this one, but I know that people say to practice random acts of kindness. And yeah. and I say practice conscious acts of kindness, literally mm-hmm. one every single day. So if I get to the end of my day and I haven't done something kind, I'll send a text, I'll send an email, I'll send a thank you, um, an acknowledgement, whatever I can do. It's just really make it conscious mm-hmm. and do something specific one a day. That's easy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And what is, I, I mean, this is kind of one of those being a coach and I know you work with people too, but I want to kind of drive this home, what you just demonstrated. What does that do for you when you actually practice that conscious act of kindness? Um, it, it centers me more on kindness. Mm-hmm. It uh, helps me to be more generous and mm-hmm. expand myself, even if I don't quote unquote feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying this is Pollyanna or always easy. No, no it's not easy. And, no, it isn't. And that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. So that uh, continuously we, we do things that make a difference. Yeah. Um, so I, for me, that's really what it's about is that I want to be a demonstration of what I write about. I want to be integral and mm-hmm. in, in, and congruent with what yeah. I speak of. Right. Right. So as you've been starting to take this out and speak and do all this stuff, I'm curious because the business world is an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting beast, especially when we start to get to these quote unquote soft kind of skills and soft talk and all this stuff. How are business leaders reacting to this kindness piece? Are they like jumping on board? Are they like, back a little bit are they like this is crazy where what are you finding as you're taking this out to the world well and i'm i'm you know looking and and creating more corporate speaking engagements with it um what i tell you of those we've already interviewed um Mm -hmm. the good news is they've already got it instituted into their companies and company Mm -hmm. culture sure um you know and look at it interestingly enough honda ran an ad campaign 
based on kindness. Mm -hmm. Kleenex has done ad campaigns based on kindness. Um, Panera Bread has a great story uh, based in kindness that I featured in the book. Um, There's just what I realized and what as I was talking to these wonderful CEOs is those who have the kindness principles in place have happier clients. Uh, and customers. They have more satisfied employees. They tend to make more profits. And uh, actually, consistently, they made more profits, particularly when they put that piece in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then additionally, they're just more fulfilled people is what I noticed. And I'm talking, you know, small and large companies. Right. So right. that was something that I noticed that was consistent is team culture, mm-hmm. and all across the board revenues, everything was much more positive. Yeah. And and far increased in mm-hmm. in terms of their um, fulfillment, I'll call it. Yeah, yeah, I know. My daughter, oldest daughter, works for a, an amazing company, and I think I kind of told this story a few months ago, but it's worth repeating that they had a a great employee benefit where their office is in Santa Cruz, and they have the top floor of a beautiful old vintage building where their office is, and then right below it, there's a coffee shop. There's a deli right next door, well-established businesses that have been there forever. And part of the benefits for the employees was every day they could go to the coffee shop and get any kind of coffee drink they wanted. That was one of the benefits. And then three times a week, they could go to the deli and get lunch on the company. Wow. And the company's very employee happiness oriented. I mean, it's, it's how they function. And they came to the employees and said, you know, we are, we're growing so quickly and managing this benefit is becoming something that is we're going to have to hire someone and we'd rather hire someone to do other stuff to help our company grow than to manage this sort of thing. So we are going to stop that program. However, we know how important your happiness is to you. So we are instituting a five week a year vacation policy instead. And it was such a beautiful to me space of generosity uh, flexibility. I mean, I'm looking at this list as you were talking. I'm like, okay, I can't help but not tell this story because almost every piece of what you said is they could have pushed some people's patience on this, but instead they they kind of said, we're going to change something, be patient with this. And then they came back with this, which showed compassion and gratitude for their employees. I don't think forgiveness was in there, but you know, it's all of these things that they really kind of did the checkbox of what you talked about to make sure that they could continue to do what they need to do for their employees. And I think this is the whole point of why you're saying this is important to start bringing in not only to business culture, but to really pay attention to this as human beings because it shifts the perspective so quickly. I love that. Yeah. I'll take five weeks vacation over coffee and lunch anytime. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Me too. So what have you learned about yourself as you put this book together? Because I know, when I wrote my book and as I'm starting to write my other, I, I always learn something about myself. Um, but I'm curious, what have you learned about yourself in the realm of kindness or other things? Yeah, thank you. Um, one is I had to expand into it, you know, uh, that, that was positive meaning, you know, my patience, I'm kind of like you, I like to go fast and focus and all right, do I have to wait on, you know, on hold? And right. I love, I always laugh, Rick, you'll probably, you'll probably find this funny, but people go, thank you for your patience. You know, like when you're in an airport or whatever, and you've waited and waited. And part of my brain goes, I didn't say I was patient. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So it has, 
increased my patience. Uh, mm -hmm. That's been good. And uh, I've noticed that I pay much more attention to conscious acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. And that's good. So, uh, so I really am in the practice of that. Um, I really do slow myself down to smile at people as I pass them, which I think is an act of kindness or to connect to them. Um, and, you know, I think in our very connected society, we've become very disconnected. So uh, that's been good, you know, reaching out to people who might need help, the woman with the with the packages and all that good right. stuff. And then interestingly enough is I've been on a ton of media like Fox News talking about kindness. You know, mm -hmm. I have to admit, I, it's, it's really made me giggle um, to talk, <laughs> be on Fox News talking about kindness. And <laughs> I love spreading that message. Um, sure. It's been demanding to come up with how is it that kindness can be put into uh, the business marketplace and, mm -hmm. and to really measure for that. Uh, which, you know, people are actually doing and seeing increases in their profitability. So for me, it's been stretching, which is great. And, you know, that's really what life's about, right? Mm -hmm. Keep stretching yeah. to, to be who we are and become who we, who we are meant to be. That's amazing. So what is it you would like people, you know, if I, if we were handing out books, you know, we're at one of your events, you're giving out books, selling books, what would you like someone to walk away with most from, looking at the profit of kindness and reading mm, to walk away with i want them to specifically focus on in your company where can you be more kind and i, I this can be solopreneurs right this can mm -hmm. be uh it doesn't matter but where can you be more kind in your company to your clients where can you be more flexible you know like i have a in my pr consulting practice if a client doesn't show up uh, on time for their session in my contract, it says I count their session, but you yeah. know, if they're sick or they, they need some flexibility. I, of course, am flexible. I just sure. think you need policies in place yep. and 80, 80% of the time they work. <laughs> so yep. exactly. exactly. Yeah. So things like that. You know, as you were talking through that, one of the things that actually, as we've been speaking through this whole talk today, one of the things that kept coming back to me is practicing kindness on yourself too, because mm. I think if we don't do it on ourselves, we're going to have a really hard time doing it for others. Now, I'm going to caveat that by saying there are, and I'm one of those, I'm an obliger. So I can be really kind to other people. And then I forget how to do this on myself. And that can be like the worst catch 22 because that I can be so hard on myself. But what I find interesting, Jill, is when I'm in that space of being really hard on myself, I start doing it to everybody. Mm. And that's when I need the wake up call because it's like, Rick, the reason you're being hard on yourself is because you haven't been kind to yourself. And as soon as you start being kind to yourself, then you're going to be kind to others. You're going to quit taking it out on everybody else. It isn't everybody else's fault that XYZ has happened. It's because you have done this. And I think this is one of those spaces where your book and your movement can really help people realize, as they always say, it starts with you first mm, and then it goes beautiful. out from there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I so, think that's really, really the important part. It is the important part. So when you start to work, you know, as you're working through this, what would be the starting place? You know, I know every company is going to be different. <laughs> But as, a, as the person who wants to take this movement into corporate America or into people's lives, but let's just go back to the business. Where would you start with an organization about bringing kindness in? What does that starting point kind of look like? 
Um, first thing is look, ask your employees, mm-hmm. um, ask your customers. And, uh, and I think that's really key. What do they want? Like, you know, your daughter's company, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. five weeks vacation is a great option versus lunch and coffee. Right. Um, so, so I would, I, that would be a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, start with, you know, one of the things funny I talk about in Profit of Kindness is your own self care. Like you're talking about Rick, you know, it's like, do you need to meditate and breathe more? Um, mm-hmm. what is your self care yeah. as a CEO and, and as a, as a, uh, even a company working inside of a company as a consultant and coach, what are you doing to take yeah. care of yourself? And, and this is, this, these are important questions. Mm-hmm. So that's one place I'd really start is answering some of those questions. Well, I think those questions keeps you from just going off willy nilly. I mean, any of us who are in business, who have built businesses, I know, and as I'm doing some shifts right now in my business, I have to keep asking the questions. Is this what you want? Does this fit where you'd like to go? Does this help you do the transformation you're looking for? Is this what's going to help your organization? Is this what's going to help you as an individual? Tell me what you need. What are you struggling with? Because I can go off running off willy-nilly and go, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's create this kindness thing. But if nobody's really interested in it, you're not going to get anywhere you need to go. And I think this is that important space of, I think this is where your PR background truly comes into play in this <laughs> because you ask the client in the PR world, because I used to hire people like you, what is it you want? What do you want this mm-hmm. book to do? What do you want this film to become? How do you, who's the target audiences you really want to reach? What is the message you want to reach with them? And as you were speaking through this, Jill, I was like, yes, this is where the intersection of your PR work and what you do now come together so beautifully because you know how to go drive the conversation and you know how to take people to some place where that kindness just suddenly pops into place, but it doesn't do any good to pop into place if it's not in alignment with what an organization wants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, it's always starts at the top and it starts in the culture and, mm-hmm it starts with just one person like always. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember being on a Fox news station in Oakland and I had three reporters coming, kind of coming at me like, what can we do for more kindness? And Mm -hmm. you know, what we all really said was, you know, what are you doing every day when you walk out your door? Like just literally taking uh, much more consciousness about your kindness. And I'm, I'm not saying we don't lose it sometimes all of us. Um, And even then apologize and take responsibility and be kind once more. Mm-hmm. So as the listeners are listening, part of where this podcast started from was years ago it was the coming out lounge. And now it's coming to the space of living life on closet and making bold moves, living life on your terms. And all of those catchphrases do require a level of kindness within yourself, but also outwardly as you go through some of these challenges. And I know for many people, if they're going through any kind of transition, the kindness piece may be something that starts to get lost because it's like, this sucks. If I'm coming out of the closet in my sexuality, it kind of sucks because now I got to fight against all this stuff. If I'm leaving a marriage that isn't working, if I'm going away from a company I no longer want to work with, we're in these chaotic kind of conflict driven spaces. So if somebody wanted some guidance or some quick tools to help with this whole kindness movement you're starting, where can they go do an assessment? Where can they get your book? Where can they 
get the stuff that you have that's available so they could really start to work in this? Where would be a good place for them to go to get some of your stuff, Jill? Thank you. Um, go to profitofkindness.com mm-hmm. slash free gift okay. uh, just to start start your journey. And also I'll send you over to jilllublin.com and maybe you can spell that out for us. Sure, uh, sure. Lots of L's. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, jilllublin.com would also be excellent place to go. Awesome. Well, we will have both those links up on the show page for sure. And um, I just, I just hope everybody kind of took a breath today because we are all really, really busy. We're all on these paths of, you know, what's next? Where should we go? What should we do? How many things can I get done? What, what's the thing I need most in my life? And sometimes because of that spinning and that going, we forget to be kind to ourselves, which in turn then keeps us from being kind to one another. So um, as we wrap this up, Jill, I have a couple of quick questions for you. What's been the hardest thing for you to learn about being kind? Mm. I think I'll stick with patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would be right there one. with you. I think that's the <laughs> one that uh, quite honestly, I think for most people, I think all of us would struggle with that because you cannot, it's, it's one of those things. You cannot be impatient and kind. You can't do those two things at the same time. They can't exist in the same realm. You've got to like turn it and go, okay, my patience is now in place and now I can see a way to be much kinder. So, um, and the last, by the way, Rick, I just want to say, you can also kindly say, listen, I'm in a hurry and I need you to take care of this, right? Exactly. You can can tell people that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Being kind doesn't mean you're a pushover, you're a rollover. You can state what you need and state it clearly. So Mm -hmm. that you can also do it kindly. Well, I love that you brought that up because you can say, you know, I'd really like to be helpful right now, but at at this time I can't. I would like to be able to do it, you know, you know, another day or whatever. And even I'm going to use even this interview because when Jill was originally scheduled, suddenly I had a doctor's appointment come up the day we were going to do it. And I reached out and said, I am sorry, I have to do this, but I really need to go do this doctor's appointment. Can we reschedule? And it was just a matter of being courteous and kind and saying, I really still want you on the podcast. But you know, it's these things that sometimes we take for granted. I could have just sent a message and said, I can't do this. You'll need to reschedule. But it's this space of when we respond and when we say things to people, I think we've gotten in such a hurried frame of mind in our culture and society that we forget we're human beings having a human experience with other human beings. Let's not forget that piece because that's where yes, the kindness begins really happens. So, um, and my last question that I usually ask most of the guests is if you could leave one last piece of advice for the listeners around whatever you want. It doesn't have to be around kindness. What would you like people to just go away from this conversation with kind of like Jill's wisdom, so to speak? Well, one, one thing I'm big on because I've been doing and helping people with publicity for so many years and mm-hmm. helping people get book deals and all kinds of aspects of their message. Yeah. Um, I'm really big on messaging. And of mm-hmm. course, kindness has a message and everybody has a message. And I think really what I want to say is Zoom in on your message. What is it you want to say to others so that they are impacted and, and to know that your message matters. Mm. That's what I want to leave you with. That's beautiful because your message really does matter. And that message could be, I need to be heard. I need to be kind. I need you to be kinder to me. I know I need to be kind. Whatever that is, each of us gets caught up in the messages we say every day and I know there's some statistic, like we only use like, I don't know, 10,000 words or I don't even think it's that many words per day. 
we sometimes forget that people get so used to hearing us say what we say that they just tune us out and we do the same thing. But if you can focus on what is the message, my message is I want everybody to live their life their way on their terms and out of a closet, whatever that closet may be and do it in a beautiful way. And people know that people know that's what I stand for. But when I don't stand in that message, that's when everything in my life starts going, okay, let's, let's make chaos now. So that's a beautiful way to end. Jill, I love the message piece and it's so powerful. And I loved what you're doing with um, this book and out there in the world. And I'm so glad we got the chance to speak together today. Thank you, Rick. Me too. And I appreciate you. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone. Go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.